Petri Dish is a product of Petri Dish Media, all rights reserved. Petri Dish is a science comedy podcast and should not be used as medical advice. Do not get medical advice from a podcast. And therefore, as a free man, I take pride in the words, Ich bin ein Science! Science! Yes. I know the human being and science can coexist peacefully. This was their finest. Guys, welcome to Petri Dish. I'm Nathan. And I'm Sean. So, um, you know, we live in California. Yeah. So we're often thinking about our restricted water supplies. In that, you know, and there's always kind of debates about how we can get more water. The most popular one, especially because of the how rife NIMBYism is in our state, uh, the most popular one is just to invade Oregon uh, mm. and to take the whole Colorado River, depopulate yeah. Arizona. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's military means by which we get more water. Um, but, you know, we're a science podcast and we believe in an innovative future oh. uh, with hope. Yeah. Um, in that vein and spirit. Today we're going to talk about desalination. Yeah, make water, not war. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. Um, now you know it's interesting because in talking to your uh, girlfriend, uh, her immediate response to desalination was deep skepticism. It's impossible. Now, of course, what's interesting is desalination is actually already technology, and there's several countries that already get the majority or all their water supplies from desalination. Right? Was that a question? <laughs> Yeah, you're doing great. You're doing great. Okay, so well, well, why, why don't we go through, or we will go through, uh, the different methods of modern desalinization. We're going to talk about some of their inefficiencies, and thereof, emergent, emergent thereof, will be some of the future prospects uh, for different desalination techniques. Yeah, so this is going to be a two-parter. At this first part, we're going to talk about what desalination is why it is currently useful and could be continue to be useful, what we're currently doing. And then we're going to move more future, future gazing. Okay, and that's going to be in the second episode. Future gazing, I kind of like it. It's like um, navel gazing. Like, <laughs> like you're imagining a future navel, so you're just yeah. looking at space. Oh, it's an innie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great. All right, so let's get into it. Okay, so, you know, again, as Californians, I think this is kind of apparent to us, but why do we need to produce fresh water out of salt water in the first place? Okay, well, so to begin with, that is broadly what desalination is. Right. Desalinization, uh, man, it's so hard because I want to say desalinization. Right, but that's the process, right? Or desalination is... They're roughly interchangeable, but I see desalination more often. All right, so, all right. Desalination is like removing salts from stuff right okay and that could be like regular ass like table salt right sodium chloride but it doesn't have to be right salts are just ions dissolved in like the water and stuff like that right, right? so so it could be removed like you could do a uh, desalination on soil for example right. if right. soil is too salty to grow crops in or something but most of the time we're talking about with water right and when you think about it we're desalinating the himalayans 
Of all their pink salts. Yeah, dude. Well, it's delicious. Okay. Yeah. That flaky Himalayan. Oh. <laughs> it's actually shaved right off a Sherpa's brow. Wow. Yeah, yeah, because they're walking so much. Oh, Carrying yeah, all yeah. your crackers shit. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> all those tedgy fucking crackers they're, need. They're salty. Um, so when you think about it, the whole process of like evaporation and then condensation and like rain, right? right? Like all of that stuff is desalination right? right that's just natural desalination well that's one theory of where rain comes from <laughs> keep going <laughs> um so you know human beings basically want to have some control over that process speed up the process desalination is not new um thousands of years ago people were letting salt water evaporate yeah. and they were collecting up the water and sometimes they also spread salt like Romans on Carthage, right? <laughs> we have a rich relationship with salt is what I'm trying to that, say. That's beautiful, yeah. Taking salt away, giving salt, paying in salt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So starting in the 1930s, though, we started having desalination plants. That that's were like, a while ago. Yeah, it's been a while. And they were specifically working to make fresh water from salty water. But as you were sort of posing earlier, why do we actually need this, right? Why don't we make, um, let's make a murder mystery set at a desalination plant called Salty. Oh, yeah, yeah, like like a like a noir ish kind yeah, of thing, or yeah. like you want a modern day one? Yeah, like they find a guy who's just like been murdered and he's in the salt. Yeah, he's like all crystalled up with salt. Yeah, dude. Or he's been like he's been like like uh, impaled. Upon an electrode mm-hmm. in one of them electric desalination plants we're going to talk about later. Yeah. He's like, buzz, buzz, buzz. And, uh, and we're like, he's salty. Yeah, or they, they bled him out into oh, the stuff. Oh, and then, you've yeah. been drinking his blood! Oh, dude, that's creepy. Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, we're drinking fish urine all the time, I'm told. Are you, are you you're like sucking it right out of the fish? What's well, going on? I mean, I, some woman with a Voss bottle was like, "You're drinking fish water." It's like, all right, lady. Humans you're are just trying to walk to rock and fish. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know why you're talking to me. Uh, fish are freshwater jabronis, or not fre- fish. Humans. Humans are freshwater jabronis. I know jabroni. <laughs> Humans. I'm a saltwater chino. <laughs> Humans, humans need that fresh water, okay? Right, right, right. We need that salt to be out of there. But what do we mean when we're talking about drinking water or fresh water? How much salt can we tolerate in our water? Right. So it needs to be under 1,000 ppm or parts per million. Right, okay. Uh, also sometimes referred to as TDS or total dissolved so solids. So if there's a million parts of water, we can tolerate 1,000 parts of salt. Yeah, okay. 1,000 salt molecules hanging out in there. That would still count as fresh water, okay? Realistically, when we're drinking water, it's usually less than 600 ppm is there and a, often like, under 200 ppm. Is there a way to drink, like, 100% H2O? Yeah. All right, ooh, what does it taste like? Does it actually taste worse? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't really like the taste of really pure distilled water. Mm. I prefer to have a few ions a in there. fentanyl in there. Yeah, a little something fun. Yeah. A little okay. something fun, okay? Um, so once you get above 1,000 ppm, the water will be noticeably salty. Okay? And, and is that at that point, are we not hydrated from the water? Uh, no, you can still get hydrated from just above 1,000. But basically, okay. it breaks down like this. So... Yeah, fresh water that's less than a thousand, slightly sol- uh, saline, which is one thousand to three thousand. Moderately saline is three thousand to ten thousand. Yeah, and then everything above that is highly saline. Okay? Yeah, and then a million parts salt. That's just salt. <laughs> 
It's not even a yeah, 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 that's, like, yeah. that's like kind of damp salt. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. So ocean water is typically like 35,000 ppm. Okay, Too so salt. that's very salty. That's right? what, what Cool Ridge meant by water, water everywhere, not a drop to drink. Yeah. It's because it's that salty. It's too salty. Right. If you're curious, blood is around 9,000 ppm. That's why we can't drink blood to, like, stay alive. Right. It won't really hydrate you all that much. And that would count as moderately saline. And so you need to be drinking things that are a good amount less salty than your blood to be able to get any reasonable amount of hydration out of it. Um, and so that's why it's recommended that we're drinking stuff under 1,000 ppm. Right. But... There are people around the world who are basically drinking water that are more like 1.5 thousand, maybe up to like 2,000, and like that's the water source they right. can get. Enough to keep you alive, but with health consequences. Yeah, and those health consequences, uh, it's suggested that it causes an increase in cardiovascular disease, more abdominal pain. It sounds like white like problems. I know this is not a white person problem, but just cardiovascular <laughs> disease, just like I can only think of like obese white people. And yes. I know they're not the only ones with the cardiovascular system. But, well, um, so you know. I, I think that there's a little bit of a relationship, though, in that, like, the cardiovascular disease that you can sometimes see in richer nations are often from are having too just, much sodium in your diet. It's actually just too too much, like, little particles of Fritos that can start to block up your arteries. Sure. Right? Yes. Like, he's got a whole pack of Fritos in there. Fritos are also pretty salty, right? right so right, you're eating right. a lot of that salt. Yeah. Whereas in a lot of other places in the just, world... This is because for brunch in some parts of the Midwest, you actually dip a little bit of Frito in your coffee. Okay. Okay, well, I mean, then you're getting too much salt, both on your Frito and in your coffee. Okay, yeah. I see. Yeah, I yeah. See. it's That's like good. a biscotti. That's good. So, yeah. so It's in, a Bismarck biscotti. In higher... So, <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel good about this? <laughs> no, I don't eat it. It's gross. But, you know, um, I mean, I don't want to besmirch anyone's culture, but people, I don't eat it. People from higher socioeconomic status typically get, uh, like, a vast majority of their sodium from food. You like you. Yes. Because you're a scientist now. So you're, like, powerful. Oh, <laughs> yeah. is that right? Yeah. Do we value scientists here? Yeah, well, you get country? to date a lawyer. <laughs> yes. I mean, you think I could date you if you were a janitor? Lawyers are powerful. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She would. You'd be, like, her sexy janitor boy. You'd be, like, Matt Damon from that one movie, Rounders. You know? <laughs> so Matt Damon in a lot of movies, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, great. You really threw us off there. Wow. So. So, yeah. So, so rich people got too much sodium in their diet. Poor people have too much sodium in their water. Um, people don't realize this unless you're from California. But um, it's not enough water out there. Yeah. 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 Like good, proper, potable water. Yeah. This is a growing concern yeah. due to climate instability as that changes the distribution of fresh right. water around. I mean, the world. how much fresh water are we talking? It's got to be like. Only 5% or 10% or something, right? It's not that much fresh water. So out of all of the water in the world, yeah. less than 1% of it is fresh water. What? Even and in the Mississippi? Yes. Are, yes. You, are you also counting the Nile? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rivers Rivers are actually something like, I think, 0.00002% of the fresh water. You must not be counting the mighty Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> So the, the majority, the vast majority of fresh water that's available right. is groundwater. Yeah, sure. And groundwater it's is water that's... divining rods. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's underground, hanging out between, like, rocks and sand and soil and shit. It can be yeah. accessed by pumps and by wells. But neither groundwater, nor rivers, nor lakes. Yeah, none like, of this stuff is infinite. Yeah, yeah. 
All of them can be depleted by human use, and climate change definitely isn't helping. Yeah. Because it can change the distribution of where water is. And in some cases, it can do things like increase ocean levels so that there's more brackish water in rivers. Right. right? Because when rivers run out to the ocean, that place where the river and the ocean meets is like, you know, medium salty water. Yeah. Right? Nolens. Yeah. 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 And if sea level waters are rising, then that pushes the brackish area further and further up the mouth of the river, right? Sure. So you, you have less and less water that you can use in that sense. And it's it's all over the place. There's lots of issues. So a lot of people are already <laughs> suffering from this problem. They don't have enough potable water. Yeah. Around. It's like a third. It's like a third of all human beings in the world today. Two million. <laughs> Of the six million people in the world today, <laughs> so two billion people don't have um, like sa- a steady like supply, proper water. Yeah, a steady supply of safe drinking water. Yeah, and it's just that's not something that's going to get better on its own. Okay, yeah. there's a lot of things we need to do to preserve our water supply. Right, there's a lot of infrastructure shit. Uh, we need better agriculture. Yada yada yada. We're ignoring all that for now. Yeah, we're talking about desalination because it's a particular technology. There's a science element to it. Yeah. So that's why we're talking about it. But I think, it, like, we're going to mention now and then pretty much not again later that water conservation, waste management and treatment, transporting water and distributing it equitably, right? All of these are really critical to improving freshwater situations. Right. When you mentioned way earlier the Colorado River situation, right? Right. A significant majority of that water goes toward agriculture. So like a single almond tree. Well, it's right? actually, it's funny. It's like the great almond tree. Out of all of the crops, actually the crop that takes up the most water from the Colorado River. Alfalfa. Alfalfa. There yeah. you go. For in Arizona, right? Uh, yeah. I think yeah. maybe it is Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and all of that Stupid. Right, is going toward feeding animals so that we can eat those animals, right? We do live in a in a stupid society that's doomed, <laughs> don't we? So, the whole thing's fucked. Yeah, and it, I think Colorado went backwards recently, right? Or like almost went backwards. Yeah, maybe. Like it's like the lowest it's ever been. It, yeah, it, and uh, so much of the federal government is starting to step in and be like, "You states need to talk again." <laughs> Yeah, and that that whole area, it's like the, after a series of droughts and uh, climate instability and everything, we're talking about like the driest it's been in several thousand years. I kind of made it sound like we're scapegoating Arizona. It's actually mostly California. That's like the real problem child here, right? Like they have the lion's share of water rights from a treaty about 100 years ago, and they've been very covetous of the water ever since. Sure. Uh, There needs to be a more equitable distribution of water across those states. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here's where I'm grateful that I'm not, like, a policy expert because I don't know what really should happen here. But, like, I think just more generally speaking, for a lot of these kinds of things, I have been consistently surprised with how little household use has played a role in the amount of anything that we're using, right? Yeah. From power to carbon, right? Carbon that we're putting out in the atmosphere. It's true. We always talk Um, all this shit about personal responsibility in America, uh, in large part to just ignore the more important policy discussions about how much water we waste feeding chickens. Yeah, policy and more systemic kind of like either, you know, countrywide economic reasons why there are these issues, you know what I mean? Right. It's Um, because we grow stupid shit in the desert, (laughs) right? Like you could kind of summarize our problem in in that line. (laughs) But like to deal with that would require dealing with six angry farmers represented by fucking Nunez. Yep. What's his first name? It's not Darwin. 
It's not Danny Boy. Uh, Devin. 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 Yes. I hate driving up to Sequoia. Yeah. Because uh, I'm a hippie. You pass all the signs. Yeah. All the signs are like Devin did yes. Like yeah. a little heart. Yeah. Like yeah. Fuck you guys. Congress yeah. made Dust Bowl. I know. I'm like I you. It. You live. Yeah. In a crazy place. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a God-made desert. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's complicated because I like, you know, I appreciate having a well-stocked Ralph's. Yep. You know, like yep. I like living in California, yep. but it is kind of apparent that like the good times are ending. We we do need to figure out. We, we just, we got to stop growing the alfalfa and the almond trees, right? Like there's a couple crops that are just bonkers. Everyone needs to eat more nopales. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nopales. I don't really like them. Um, no, <laughs> but, I think they're too slimy, but. Everyone's got to eat them though. Yeah. So I, I so think. that or soil and green, right? <laughs> Broadly, so the, I think to close out that whole thing... Slimy greens or Soylent green? I think on Sorry. this podcast, we're definitely on the side of there need to be policy changes, really important discussions right. about ways of being able to conserve water, reroute our usage of water to things that are more societally beneficial. Right. The ecosystem, right? Like, environmentalism should be somewhere in all of this discussion. Right. Uh, Although I think, ironically, in California, environmentalists are often the most reactionary. Sure. When it comes it to these conversations. It happens. Yeah. 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 But. Because they're NIMBYs. <laughs> all of that. All of that. We're not dealing with it. We're just talking about desalination. Okay? Right. Right. As a way to take some of the seawater that's already out there. Trying to turn that into some potable water. Yeah. For us, you know, in California, but also, you know, there's plenty of people all over the world no. for whom this is... No. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is the California <laughs> No, that's not true. <laughs> all right. All right, all right, all right. So, but let's grind in. Let's yes. narrow down our conversation to desalinization specifically. Yeah, and? De- desalination. How do you do it? Let's talk about it after a little break. We have our first actual sponsor. Woo! We got some copy here. Let's get into it. Oh, man, it's so exciting. <laughs> okay, okay. Petri dish is the perfect pod for falling asleep because Sean is a, a boring scientist whose nerdy crap hits harder than six pounds of intravenous horse tranquilizer? I don't have... Oh, oh. Okay. okay, it's your line now. <laughs> but then Nathan cuts in like a fucking chimp, oh. <laughs> screeching all his stupid shit interrupting your nap they but i was worried about that (laughs) (laughs) all right it's rude yeah so so download kruger uh it's an app that takes a pod like petri dish and cuts out all the loud abrasive sounds (sighs) so you can transform your pods into beautiful tranquil background noise and rest well that doesn't seem so cut out that nighttime noise with kruger download today from the app store or whatever google uses and let Sean euthanize you into a good night's sleep. See, I don't like that at all. We need the money! Yeah. <sighs> d- d- download Kruger. Sean, do you think, uh, did they change the nomenclature at some point between us being in middle school and now? Because I feel like we were always taught desalinization. And at a certain point where they're like, why do we even have the Z in there? Or Zed? For our international listeners. Oh my god. Um, yeah. A I, lot of times, British people don't even know what we're talking about when we say Z. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, I'm just trying to clarify. Um, what, 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 <laughs> like, so Z? Was it maybe one of the Sim Cities that had desalinization plants? Oh, is it fucking Sim City? And I think that maybe that's why we know about desalinization plants so much. I can't even think about Maxis 
without getting sad. Oh, yeah. It's so very let's, sad. let's try not to. All right. Because there's like things like Valve, where you're like, I wish you guys would make Half-Life 3, but I do use your platform, yeah. right? Yeah. Whereas Maxis, you just like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. depressing. It it is a huge bummer. Uh, of course, they sh- jumped the shark the second the Sims characters went from sex to woohoos, mm. and that you know you'd cut in on their face and they'd yeah. be like woohoo. <laughs> 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 it was so much better in the first game where they would just bark under the sheets. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> that was funny. And do you remember how I made the Clintons? And Hillary Clinton, um, uh, as revenge, had sex with every man in the neighborhood. And Bill Clinton, I didn't let have sex with anybody. Oh. Because this was like kind of, I can't remember if it was late 90s, early 2000s, but even as an elementary school teacher, or teacher, (laughs) elementary school student, I was kind of a teacher. (laughs) Even as an elementary school student, I felt like there was a deep gendered injustice to how Billy got to bang everybody and poor Hillary had to just like watch yeah, and so you in a you, chair in the corner of the a Oval little, Office. A little retribution there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. All right. Restorative justice. Yes, yes, definitely. Uh, reparations for Hillary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in dick. Wow. Fuck. All right. <laughs> penal reparations. <laughs> so that's the penal system. Right. Well, that's the root. Is it's getting fucked. <laughs> okay. The get fucked system. <laughs> so. Desalination. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, How do you do let's it? Let's take the salt out of this a little bit. Okay. There are two major ways that people do desalination nowadays. Yeah. Although there are a number of up-and-coming next-generation technologies. Right, which we'll talk about in our next episode. Right. So, the two big boys in current desalination are thermal distillation and reverse osmosis. Right. Okay. Thermal d- distillation, let me just summarize in a log line, right? Yeah. Um, you heat up the water, take the condensed water. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, Aristotle... This is how God does it. Aristotle was even saying that, like, oh, salt water tastes like dookie. Okay? <laughs> Famous quote. But then but then he said, but steam tastes sweet. Okay? Right, right, And so right. the idea is that, like... And you're like, man, Aristotle <laughs> didn't get anything, right? I was like, all right. I guess their flavor words were just different back the, then. Those Greeks... Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and just Greeks, like they didn't Greek have... sailors a, were already doing... The, I mean, people have been doing this a long time. Right, because this is kind of an intuitive way to make fresh water out of salt water. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the same way that the sun does it, like you yeah. were saying, right? And so, um, Christ, <laughs> that was a very unimpressive original draft of the gospel. Uh-huh. It was like, and then Christ heated up salt water to make <laughs> water, and they're like, <laughs> they're, like, can we refine this? Yeah, let's punch it up a little bit. Yeah, uh, like what's like really tasty water? Yeah, let's get drunk. <laughs> All right. Within thermal distillation, there's something called multi-stage flash distillation. Mm. And there's something called multiple effect distillation. All right. So even though we got these couple of fancy sounding names, right. uh, there's a fundamental idea that they have in common, which is that when water evaporates into air, it leaves right. salt behind. So if you collect those water molecules in the air, condense them back into liquid, that liquid's going to be pretty pure. All things being equal, when you heat up water, more of it will evaporate. Right. Okay? And this is where we kind of get to the big topic, right? which is the power to heat up the water. Yeah, and seawater is pretty cold. Right. Okay, like it's pretty chilly, Except pretty close Belize. to freezing. Right, can't we just like put our plants in Central America or something? <laughs> I mean, wouldn't that actually make a difference? Because it would be like 15, 20 degrees warmer. Like, it wouldn't, isn't that actually a, a big deal? So I think it kind of depends on where you pull the water from anyway. Right. Like you don't want a coral reef, man. What's that's, in that's a coral the reef? That's the thing. Is I think I think you can't pull it from too high in the water because there's like a lot of living shit in there. Right. Um so I think you need to like pull it from like 
this certain is, depth. This is why a California desalination system actually makes a lot of sense, right? As we're like... Because our, our water... Well, yeah, we just like have a cliff in the Pacific yeah. Ocean that drops right off. Yeah. That's why Malibu homes are always sliding into it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> um, so basically, pretty much no matter what, though, you will need to heat up seawater. I'm going to build water. my house on this pile of mud. Bye-bye. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Uh, so, some of those houses are very pretty, though, before they disappear forever. I always think it's funny when you're driving up the Pacific Coast and you see, like, a house with, like, two stilts. <laughs> and you're, 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 like, maybe a third? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, this is, like, a $6 million house. Like, yeah. maybe, maybe toss a couple more stilts on there. Uh, oh, boy. Um, so uh, you're going to have to put energy into the system to get a bunch of seawater hotter. Right. Um, right. In the simplest configuration, one way to get distilled fresh water would be to boil a bunch of seawater, collect up the steam, let it cool down, and boom, yeah. fresh water, okay? That sounds inefficient. Yeah. And it is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so one of the ways that it's inefficient is the part where you just let the steam cool down and condense into into fresh water. Right. Because okay? you're putting all this energy into the process, and then you're wasting all this energy at the end of the process. You're yeah. kind of losing on both fronts. Yeah, because that steam was hot. Right. And so one option is take that hot steam yeah. and use it to heat up a second batch of right. water. I, that's better than my idea. I was going to say, <laughs> heat dumplings for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that could be pretty tasty, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With like a little light salting on it, you know? Ooh. Ooh. And then Wait, what we're if adding you... salt back in? Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> what if you threw string beans into the salt water and you left the kelp? And so this is unfiltered salt water, I'm saying. And there's like some fish in there, right? Uh-huh. And that way all of it kind of cooks. Yeah. And the dumplings have like a really nice like flavor on it. Yeah, you can toss maybe some tofu in there too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a little bit of miso or something. Yeah. This is a great way to use leftover miso because I feel like 80% of people who go to a Japanese uh, restaurant like don't really eat all their miso. We should desalinate the miso and cook the dumplings on the top. <laughs> oh, well, all right, that's all great. Right, all right. Um, so using the steam. you saying that's impossible? Nothing's impossible. I'm not saying it's impossible. Did you know that black holes might have all the dark matter? Did you hear about this new story? Yeah, maybe. We just went on a tangent, so let's not go on another tangent. Yeah, this was something about how supermassive black holes are growing at a faster pace than you would think. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Don't get distracted. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> Your black hole is very dense. Yes. Oh, keep going. I don't remember where I was anymore. Hold on, <laughs> give me a second. <laughs> okay, no, no, but but we have we have steam, right? And we have to let it cool, but we got that means we're wasting all this energy. Maybe we can use steam to actually heat our water up a little bit. Yeah, so it's like, okay, you have batch one of seawater, you heat it up, you make some steam, you take that steam, that heats up batch two Mm. of some water, and then you keep going. Now, see, it's not perpetual (laughs) motion. Stop that, stop that. Uh, It's not perpetual motion because at each stage you will be losing energy. Okay, so eventually you'll not really be heating up the water very much anymore, but that's okay because you can take that water, you can take all the water that has not boiled off, and you can go through another round where you're dumping more energy into the system by right. heating up the first pot and then kind of letting it go along, right? Well, but what if we took like a straw and put it into the zero point energy, right? <laughs> and just like kind of funneled its energy <laughs> into the water. That would be free, right? Uh, because I don't know if you know, there's a certain energy. Planck constant <laughs> to the universe. Uh-huh. And what we've been missing so far is that Higgs straw. 
the Higgs draw. That's <laughs> they can great. just like get in right into the virtual particles and <laughs> suck it right out. All right. Well, everyone needs to ignore all of those words. <laughs> Don't even think about it. I signed to Elon the other day. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> anyway. So, that is, in a sense, the way that multiple effect distillation works is taking the steam from one batch and helping to heat up the next. Right. One. Which okay. is cool, but still kind of sounds inefficient. Yeah, so one way that you can try to increase the efficiency here is that you can basically try to lower the pressure. And so the thing is that when you lower the pressure in a system, right. that usually changes the boiling point. And so you can dump in less energy and still get water boiling. Right. Okay. It's like how pressure cooker works. Uh, yeah. Or does yeah. pressure cooker have high pressure? Pressure cooker has high pressure and it works in the other direction. Fuck. Well, Fuck. but, I mean, that's kind of, that's still sort of the point. There. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um... But you can basically put some warmed up water and shove it into a tank, let some of it evaporate, but then move the remaining seawater into another tank, but at lower pressure. Mm. And so even though the seawater has lost some heat because the water evaporated and everything, in the next tank, that heat is still good enough to cause evaporation right. because it's lower pressure. Okay. So the boom, you'll get more steam. And then, sure, the seawater is now, again, a little bit cooler. But you can put it into another tank, even lower pressure. Boom, you get some more steam. Right. You can do that a few times until finally it's like, okay, we're not really getting any more steam. We've gone as low pressure as we want. So let's cycle that seawater back. Or that's just waste now at this point. Something called brine, which is very, very salty seawater. Right. Okay. We'll talk more about this brine problem later. Yeah. But, okay, and thermal distillation, that's that's kind of, I mean, again, it, it's, there's something kind of intuitive about it. Um this has been around for a while, right? Like, this yeah. is the industrial process of desalination that's existed for decades. Yeah, since the 1930s, when right. we first started having these desalination plants, yeah. thermal distillation was the king and held that position until the 60s, basically. Right. Much like a lot of other things from the 30s, we've we've kind of rejected it for newer stuff. Things like Keynesian economics and, yeah, great. and social safety networks and stuff like that. Yep. We've moved on to a new, sexier system. A new paradigm. Yes. Okay. And that's called... Mm, our break. Yeah. It's called our break. Yeah, We're is, taking a break is. before you know. <laughs> yeah, we should take a break. This is the Da Vinci Code. Oh, my God. All right, guys. Break, 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 break. The following is an actual advertisement. If you know anything about Overtired, you know it's a podcast that covers an eclectic range of topics in the most real, raw way possible. Christina Warren, Brett Chirpstra, and Jeff Servens Gunzel chat weekly about tech, TV, and movies, ADHD and mental health, and, now and then, Taylor Swift. For some reason. Overtired has you covered on topics ranging from tech and programming, music, to the history of technology. Follow their personal life journal and get great advice and recommendations on tech, mental health, movies, music, and tons more from these wizards of the internet. If you add any new podcast to your must-listen list, this is it. Find Overtired wherever you listen to podcasts, or at OvertiredPod.com. That's OvertiredPod.com. All right, guys, so we're back. Our other method is reverse osmosis. Yeah, so despite thermal distillation having a 30-year head start, reverse osmosis is now like 60% of the desalination that happens in the world. Yeah. And it's the fastest-growing segment of seawater desalination. Right. Now, the idea's been around for a long time, but didn't work for a long time either. Yeah, so like... It was because we didn't have the materials to really pull it off all that well. One word, Sean. 
plastics. Beautiful. That's yeah. Great. That's great. Um, Point is, is that kind of requires sexy polymers to work, right? Yeah. And polymers and plastics really took off as an industry in the 1960s and increased the availability of plastic membranes that make reverse osmosis possible really, as a method of desalination. Right. And so the way that this works is you basically take, like, a straw and you have really tiny holes in it. Right. Okay? And then you're running seawater through the straw, or a lot of times you're running seawater on the outside of the straw and then the fresh water oh. is going into the straw, but whatever. Anyway, Very cool. I, I, either way, you're running the seawater, and then the holes are so small yeah. that really it's only the water that can get through the holes. Right. Okay. Because like, okay, so water is H2O, right? Yep. So those are all pretty small atoms. They are, yes. Okay, and all yes. the other shit, like sodium chloride or something, those are still just a few atoms. Yes. Plus they're bigger atoms. They are typically bigger. So we're talking small holes. Yeah, so these holes are something like 1 to 10 angstroms in size. Right. Which is about 0.1 to 1 nanometers. Uh, how small are we talking about here? Uh, I mean, when we say we're, it's as small as, as a few atoms, basically. Right. Yeah, so a water molecule. Like, it's like if you put your fingers together. It's like even smaller than the gap between them. <laughs> uh, so if you if you drew a little circle around a water molecule. Yeah. That circle's diameter would be about two angstroms. Okay. Okay, and these holes are around that size, one to ten angstroms. So to be able right. to even do this, we needed polymers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so now we got this sexy straw that has holes big enough for water, but it's too small for, for salt. Yeah, so technically, individual sodium and chloride ions are probably small enough that they could make it through the hole. Right. But when sodium and chloride ions are dissolved in water... They kiss. Uh, they can't help it. No, the, the whole point is that they don't kiss anymore. What? Yeah, is that the water so separates sad. them and surrounds them in what's called a hydration shell. Oh, okay. Basically, the water is like surrounding the charge that these atoms have because oh. the water is so interested in the charge. Mm. And they have this little like water entourage surrounding them. Yeah. And that makes them too big to make it through the hole. Yeah. So if you filled a balloon made out of this membrane with salt water... Fresh water would, like, gradually dribble out of the holes that okay. we're talking about here, but it would take a while. Yeah, okay? we, want, we want this to happen a little faster. Right, and to make it happen faster, you need to use pressure, right? Mm. And, I mean, again, it's kind of like, a, you know, maybe like a garden hose or something like that. The higher that the garden hose is turned up, the more water is going to be running through it. Right. But also, if there's any holes in the garden hose, you'll notice it spurts out more, right, right when it's turned on higher. And okay. that's the same idea here. You're just increasing the pressure. You're pumping more and more water through the tube with layers of these membranes. And salt water is getting pushed up around these tiny holes and the water can get through, but the salt can't. Okay. okay. There's a lot of innovation and work going into new kinds of membranes that can increase the efficiency of reverse osmosis or reduce the cost of the membranes or reduce the odds of membranes getting clogged up right. and stuff like that. There's, That's yeah. an important practical issue that we're always trying to make more efficient. Yeah, yeah. So membrane clogging, or what's called membrane fouling, is like the biggest problem in reverse osmosis. Okay. Is that you will have a lot of different kinds of ions, and then also bigger stuff. Like fish? <laughs> we'll talk about that later. That's, I keep that's saying like, that. That's way that's... too big, but like more, more like bacteria <laughs> and viruses even. Right. Uh, or proteins and shit. Like a protein sure. is... Other things that are like a molecule. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that makes sense. They want, it, they want to get in that hole. They can't get in that hole, but now they're on top of the hole. Yeah, and over sure. time, they can clog up the membranes. What does a... So I'm guessing these tubes must get kind of slimy or, or salty, crystally or something. Uh, They can when they get fouled up, yeah. Isn't it a weird kind of conceptually to, like, have a tube, and if you touched it, you're, like, touching just, like, fucking pure protein? 
I mean, like, let's say, let's say it was all protein that was getting stuck in there. Uh-huh. What would that feel like? Uh, pure protein feels uh, like a little slimy. Feels yeah. a little slimy. Yeah. It's because a lot of protein has hydrophilic elements that will draw water to it. And right. So like, sure. You know, but you can have That's dried cool. pure protein. Right. That happens too. Yeah, I've sure. worked with pure protein. It happens. Yeah, dude, we're getting swole. <laughs> I remember once I went to the Natural History Museum, and there's two mar- ex-Marines. Uh-huh. Uh, and they're like, dude, bruh, over here, bruh. And I walked over, they're like, dude, did you eat crickets, bro? Uh-huh. <laughs> and they're like, it's pure protein. <laughs> and so I ate some of their crickets. And they're like, yeah, man, I was stationed in Thailand, dude. I was eating bugs every day, and it's like pure protein. Nice. Yeah. Crickets, that... ha- crickets have a bit of a cricket aftertaste. Uh, they do. Yeah. They do. I... I tried. I wanted to like uh, it more. Yeah, I would feel so good about myself yeah. if I ate crickets because yeah. it's so sound for so many reasons. Yeah, like, like less beef, more cricket. But it's it's, it's tough, dude. It's so cricket. It's got a flavor. Even even the good chapolina stuff is yeah. like at the end of the day, you yeah. taste the cricket. It's like at first good because it's the spice, and then you're like, oh, I ate no, seriously, it is like at, yeah. at the end there is an aftertaste where you're like, oh fuck, yeah, like this is definitely bug. And you're like, you I wish I, mean? I could take a. A steak and have this seasoning. You're like, oh, that's just kind of nice. <laughs> so, uh, so just to mention with reverse osmosis, there's also a lot of things about the geometry of the membranes and stuff like that. That's cool. Because there's sort of like multiple problems that these membranes are trying to solve. One of them, the most fundamental, is separating water from the salt. Right. But then also, if you make this, the holes like really, really small so that they physically exclude the salt... Water can, like, barely get through. Right. right. So, like, you're lowering Water's your... Water's smaller than salt, but we're still talking about atoms. Yeah. So, like, you're lowering the amount of water you get out, or you're increasing purity at the cost of throughput. Right. right. And this is... And, and then you have all this leftover shit, which, again, is something we're going to talk a lot more about later. Yeah. Um, we want to minimize the leftover shit. It would be nice. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, let's take a quick little break, because after that, we kind of have to talk about an issue for both, for, for all desalination. Yep. Petri dish. Yeah, well, so, so look. Okay, so a lot of issues in, on Earth, right? There's a lot of great ideas. <laughs> that, that is true. You know, um, but you, you can't just take a Higgs straw into your zero-point energy. That's a myth. <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't suck energy out of the Planck constant. Uh, we need power to run these desalination plants. And that's that's always been the reason we've kind of just preferred sucking water out of a fucking river. Yeah. Because it's just like... It's so easy. All you need is like a mule and a guy. It's right fucking there. You need like a jug. Yeah. Right. Whereas desalination, you need to heat up the water. Yeah. So once salt is in water, it's pretty tough to get them separated again. Well, I guess reverse osmosis, you don't need to heat the water. That's true. But yes. there's other ways it needs energy. Yes. Yeah. Mainly to build pressure to push it through the straw. Right, right, right. right. That, so that's where the energy goes in for reverse osmosis. Not to mention the energy that goes into making the membranes. There's all kinds of like right. other costs, right, theoretically. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we want water fast is the main issue. Is, you know, theoretically, we could just let the sun do all of the desalination for us. Right. And it's just just historically the been the case. Yeah. It's yeah. just we need water now and we need more of it than the sun's doing. So we need to supply our own power. We can't use the sun's power for it. Anymore. It does not seem like a pretty natural, like, Malthusian measure of too many people. <laughs> it's like once we've outpaced the sun's capacity of giving us water to drink. I mean, maybe that's like, maybe that's like a good... Once you hit that point, you're like, okay. I mean, arguably, there's a distribution issue. Right, we have enough water. It's just like it's all being hogged by, like, fucking dumbasses in Equinox. And, like, I don't know how much, like, a cow that we eat 
ultimate water usage because of all of the food that it eats and the right. water, how that matches up against like how many people could just live and drink water just fine right if we got rid of that one cow if we got rid of all the cows and just had tofu yeah or like crickets or something yeah bada bing that's like yeah. a bunch more water yeah whatever yep hey we're not hippies here yep let's not brood on that too much yep all right so we got we need some power yeah we got to dump power into it this fast power costs money okay as other water sources get rarer, desalination is going to become, like, relatively less expensive compared to those other water sources. Yeah, and also I imagine innovation will be happening during that period. I mean, kind of like with battery technology or something. You'll have multiple pressure points or sure. multiple reasons for desalination to become attractive. Yeah, and desalination has become less expensive in terms of energy cost. Yeah. In the, whatever, 90 years yeah. that it's been. Well, back in the yeah. 30s, you had almost no power sources except like mules right so you had to like just have a like tie up three horses to like a giant wheel and that's the only way you could heat up the water you might have had more than mules but yeah i appreciate the spirit of what you're saying yeah sure, sure, sure. <laughs> oh man okay now in the case of thermal desalination yeah it doesn't necessarily have to be pulling like new sexy electrical power off the grid right. in order to do that thermal heat. It can use waste heat to heat up the water. Right. Um, from its own process. But then also, yeah, like, we waste a lot of energy doing all sorts of industrial processes. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, factories and shit. There's a lot of power plants. Even things like server centers. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Uh, like Amazon and Microsoft. Like a server, lot of energy. Cloud server centers. A lot of energy goes in and heats up stuff, right? Your computer gets hot when yeah. you use it. Yeah, we should just fucking, like, pass a law that's, like, all shit like that also needs a small desalination system attached to it, right? I mean, that would be a way to get fresh water. I don't, yeah. you know, I, but like the, the point is that you want to do business in California, baby. <laughs> you put a desalination plant on your server. The, the point is that all of that is what we would call waste heat. Yeah. Okay. But you can use some of that waste heat to heat up water for desalination. And in fact, that is how a lot of desalination plants are set up. Right. Is they are set up next to power plants or next to other kinds of factories and things in order to use some of that waste heat. And then also, usually, you need to also use some electricity to heat it up even further. Okay, right. like it, it's not all just waste heat, but that does cut the cost some. Yeah, right. That's one option. But for reverse yeah. osmosis, you're not really using heat in the process. You're using pressure. Right. And for that, you typically need to have some kind of pump or some kind of engine or something running. That's more like just more electrical en energy. More energy, yeah. But. Overall, reverse osmosis uses less total energy than those thermal techniques. One of the other reasons it's more popular these days. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a huge cost saving when it comes yeah. to the energy that reverse osmosis uses. That's at the expense of needing to replace the membranes as the membranes get fouled up. You know, we're going to talk about this problem later, but you need to get salt water in the first place to these desalination plants, which is why we really need to put this stuff next to, like, server systems, right? Because you both have the heat, and you could just wipe off the salt off the foreheads of the dorks who work there, <laughs> right? And then you, you don't need to truck in so much uh, water. That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there, there's almost no humans that work at those service centers. It's all robots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all just chat GPT. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, all right. All right. All right. So, yeah. A solar power, by the way, is a potential option for generating some of the energy to run desalination. 
Yeah, that's um, kind of funny, right? Yeah, it, it is a it is a funny shittier version of this, what <laughs> happens naturally. Yeah, inserting more complicated factors. It's just you know the sun shines all over the place, right? Including yeah. places that don't have water. Yeah, and so in those cases, that solar energy is kind of it's not doing any useful evaporation for us. Right. All this other shit is like so we could get the water now where we want it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. All right, guys. Well, cool. So that's the two main technologies. Yep. Um, some of their very obvious elements and problems. In the next episode, we're going to dig a little deeper, right? We're going to talk about some deeper problems with these systems or other variables that we have to think about yeah. as we try to scale up desalination. And then after that, what are some of the kind of future technologies and methods of desalinization that can maybe, you know, that might be vital in that broad scaling up of desalination. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, that was a great wrap-up. That was so beautiful. I don't have anything else to say oh, about okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Well, bye. <laughs> let's, say, let's say thank you to Stacy Song, our sound lord and engineer. Kiss, kiss. Love you. Oh, my God. Bye. Oh, my God. Oh, goodbye. And then, yeah, we got an email address. It's petridishpod at gmail.com. We theoretically have a Twitter at dishpodcast. Uh, I do check that every once in a while. Oh. We don't post very often because... Twitter is a very sad place now. Not should we should we switch to like one of the other ones? Like well, I parlor? have a, I, I have a TikTok. <laughs> truth social. Because <laughs> we're all about the truth. We're all about the we're truth. All about the truth, dude. All right, capital everyone. T, MVP. <laughs> all right, everyone. We'll see you next time for desalination part two. Oh. Da 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 da